And welcome back. We are the Demon Football Show, the TFS. It's me, Evan. With me is the one and only Torin. We are now on sale. Exactly. That's exactly what I want to talk about to you because today we have our half price sale for Autumn. Let me read from the website. It's 749 on Autumn <laughs> Savings. Very nice. Wow. TFS, we are. I'm sure that started the day after the summer savings ended. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of savings to be done here mm. at the DFS. You know who else needs a saving? Go on. In- England needs saving because we're crap. Anyway, so as many of you know, uh, tomorrow there's going to be the selection for our national squad for Qatar. So we are here drafting our own squads. And yeah, basically, and then after that, we'll probably talk a bit, uh, a little bit of El Clasico and a little bit of Liverpool City, of course. But let's get down to brass tacks. So, goalie in defence. Should we start with? All right. What about general comments? Because I yeah. Let's so let's set the scene. So I sent Evan um, <laughs> earlier in the week a Google Docs. Yep. Or an Google sheet with diff- all basically all the different players you could pick realistically in every position. So I've got like fifteen centre backs, five goalies. Probably about fifty players on here in total or so. People that might never be picked ever, but yeah. Yeah. But like people, I basically picked any English player who starts in the Prem like and is decent enough or you know the a few players who are playing abroad but it's not really that many i didn't put chris smalling in here actually that's probably the most notable player not to be on this list oh my god selections because I... I mean there's people people who watch italian football seem to be rating him under Mourinho at roma he's even, good even Mourinho saying you know it's a real shame that he won't be picked I I don't think he's in World Cup form. He's playing good. He is, no one said. He's 32 as well. And he hasn't been in England squad since 2017. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, I think if he was playing in England, there's actually a chance we'd include it. But I just don't have enough information on him because he hasn't been in the spotlight as much as someone like a Tamori or a Abraham has, who, is, who have been playing in the same league, mm-hmm. where I can know a bit more about them. But. Yes. Well... I will say this, we do have a great uh, selection, a great golden generation of younger people, so I'm not going to say it's a bad selection, Like it's not like a bad group to pick from, although you did add some people who had never had a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some players here, you know, Aaron Cresswell is not going to the World Cup. Isn't Danny um, Welbeck going to the World Cup? I would be surprised. Welbeck got, it was on one of the match of the days I saw a few weeks ago, they gave him a shout, and I thought, honestly, it's quite fair, he's been playing excellently for Brighton, he'd had something different to any of the other strikers on the list. I mean, his his yeah. all-round play has been really good this season. He's on good form. He's got experience under Southgate, which is something most of the backup strikers don't really have, or just ex- England yeah. experience, really. So he does have a different dimension. So that's why I put him on there. But yeah, he's not on my list either. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that are guarantees, probably common stuff between everyone's lists, but we'll go through that. Some of them are pandemic. How do you think, um, I mean, you know what, should we draft or should I give our general opinion on England squad at the moment? Yeah, sure, we'll do that first. I don't think we're in a good place. I think we are. I think I think there's just, in terms of form-wise, no, we're not doing great, no. but that doesn't have to matter necessarily. Yeah, the talent is good. I'm it not going to deny it that. It means we might feel a bit worried, but I think you can go into a tournament on bad form and just turn it around, like... I really hope so. It's such a, it's such a <laughs> unique and kind of specific micro... And, it's just its own unique environment that anything can really happen. Oh, yeah. So. A, lo- a lot of times, like, nations and players we didn't even know about just pick up from nowhere. 
Yeah. So I'm hoping on. So let's go into our uh, pickings for the teams. I literally ram- uh, named my page Come On England. <laughs> Mine is called Engelen. I've got E N G E R L A N. Of course you had. <laughs> so uh, let's start with the goalies because yeah. uh, I think that's a fairly easy list. You I name mean, your freaks. I have a feeling you might have gone with someone different. Okay. My three are, of course, Ramsdale. He's amazing at Arsenal. Pickford. He's uh, all right in Everton, but he he's better when he's playing in the national team. And Nick Pope, because he's been very good. In the okay, Premier we've League. got the same three. I thought you might have gone Dean Henderson. But, Why? Um, I don't know. I think he's, I feel like good. a few weeks ago you said something about him. But, um, yeah, I mean, not that we're going to do starting teams, but I want to say that I think Pickford's been in excellent form the last... At least this season, but go at the end of last season, he was a big reason why they stayed up. Yeah, and it's not. I think a common argument with him in England is, and as to why he still starts, is well, he's never let England down. And although I agree with that, it also does a bit of a discredit to quite how good he's been for England. It's not he hasn't let England down; he's been excellent for England every time yeah. he's played. I've said this before on the show. You know, yeah, I really yeah. rate him, and I think I although Ramsdale and Pope are excellent, and perhaps with more games in the friendlies mm-hmm. and the Nations Leagues or whatever. Going into the next tournament, maybe they get the go. But for this for this World Cup, it has to be Pickford. And I think Ramsdale and Pope provide excellent backup. I would try Pickford starter. For the don't forget in the knockout games you have three games. Mm-hmm. I would start Pickford. I would start Ramsdale. Why not? Let's try something new. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. In the next game, you can start Pickford. <laughs> Nothing. You're, you're placing leave. a guarantee that we get for our group, though. Uh, well. I'm not going to discuss... Let's discuss our group. Our group is in shambles. I mean, let's be honest. US is awful. Did you see their games in the Nations League? They didn't even score once. It's a very funny group. Just the idea of US and Iran being together. Like, okay, yeah, that's... You could say that's nuclear, but uh, yeah. anyway. And us, and us being with Iran <laughs> as well. And then you've got Wales. Wales could be a real bogey team. Like we, yes. I remember back in the Euros, they were in our group. Wales we, could actually win the group. That's the funny thing. We barely beat them it was a last minute I think it was Daniel Sturridge who got the winner back yeah. that game in 2016 I mean and then Wales went on to semi-finals back then but. yeah yeah so they could prove a challenge yeah America is although they are you know the golden generation there is something going on that seems slightly off but anyway I, I think it's a managerial thing but we'll go I'm open to experimentation but at the same time I think building a solid run of form in the groups could actually just be more important. I think like... The kind of same group of players. I think we're going to pass even on the second, like literally even mm. or even on the second position. I don't think we can like be eliminated. That would be stupid. Mm. That, would, that would be insane if it happened. So, uh, okay. Uh, the goalkeepers is an easy yeah. pick because both all three of them are excellent. All three of them deserve to be there. So, should we unravel the right-back drama? Uh, let's, let's just both full-backs. Um, how many right-backs have you got, just to check? I have three. You have three. I've only gone with two. I know it's ridiculous to bring three, but I do have, like, one defence for the third yeah. one. Have you brought two left-backs, then, or just the one? Yeah, I brought two left-backs. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to do one of the right-backs covers at left-back. Okay, so which right-backs have... Let's start with left-backs, actually, just to get that out of the way. Completely. Okay, left-backs. Chilwell, yep. who I think is very underrated, mm-hmm. and, although it kind of hurts me to say, looks so. Yep. I don't like him that much in United, but he did play well against Germany. He, he looks to be cohesive with England. I don't Even if you start him like second from the bench or like uh, second games, it doesn't matter. Give him yeah, a shot. He, he did well uh, against Germany. He was good at Euros. He um, is kind of fighting more and more with um, Tyro Malassia now for his mm-hmm. place, because he was initially kind of 
put to the side like you know your Maguire's and other people were mm-hmm. but he seems to really kind of fall back for his place yeah and I think I wouldn't you could start either and I wouldn't really mind no it's not like uh, I'm gonna scream at my yeah. TV it's just I really like Tilwell yeah. and I think he's very underrated so right uh, back okay so to basically uh, excuse the way that I have three is because the starting right back, which I think will be the st- probably the right starting right back, Kieran Trippier yep. can play also as a midfielder. So he's not technically a right back. He can play RM easily or RWB. But Kieran Trippier is the healthiest we have. He's one of the strongest we have. And again and again, I will stress this out. I love Kipier, Trippier's free kicks. He's amazing behind the ball. Do you have Trippier? I'm guessing you do. I do have Trippier, yes. The second one has an asterisk in next to it because it's Kyle Walker. Because he is coming back from an injury. He's like 50-50 for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to make it. But if he can be, it doesn't matter if, he go, if he's got games under City. He's Kyle Walker. He's very good. He's very re- reliable. Let's use him. And the third pick, Trent Alexander-Arnold, which I know will piss off Twitter. But he is healthy. Rich James is not. Yeah, I think that that the Reese James injury actually did make things a lot easier selection wise. Yeah. Because if if Reese James and Car, I mean even and Kyle Walker were hundred percent fit, you're then you either bring three or four, or you either bring like four right backs to a World Cup, which is insane, or you drop one exceptionally talented player from your squad. That's a sad so thing. It's but... A, but so Reese James is being injured and pretty certainly missing the World Cup has mm. made things a lot easier. I have left out Kyle Walker from my squad. Ooh. Not because if he was fit, I would have him. Yeah, he's And to be fit. honest, if he can make it back in time, even if he misses the first game or two, put him in. But just for the sake of me not spending yeah. <laughs> years of my life trying to pick between players, I was just like, let's go on to the assumption Kyle Walker's uh, going to be injured. If he was fit, ooh, it's tough. Maybe I'd... I think I'd, I've got quite a few midfielders, so I'd probably leave one of them and bring Walker. Yeah, because you can uh, put, well, you can play him as centre-back, but it's not yeah. his best. Yeah, so centre-back is the big position, though. Yes, it's the, it's, is, it's the big debate. I think it's an interesting thing, because I put so many centre-backs there, and a the reason is that people talk about that we don't have good centre-backs. I don't think that's true. We don't have world-class centre-backs. But we have good centre-backs. We have... Like over a dozen good centre backs, you know, good Premier League yeah, players. A lot of good names. Who really do well. Like there are players. So, for example, some of the players who are on there but not in my squad, like Mark Gay, uh, Lewis Dunk, who I really rate, James Tarkovsky, Ben Mee, uh, lots of you know really strong players. But just they're all kind of at a similarish level, and mm-hmm. there's not there's only very few who are really kind of getting near that kind of world class thing. So in that sense, it's a weakness. And that's why lots of people want to play a five, uh, free at the back, yeah. which is something I factored into my squad building as well. How many centre backs have you bought, by the way? I have brought four. Oh, you've cut down a bit. I've got five. Okay. So I mean, you're playing it safe. But I'm with Kyle Walker, you could have that as the fifth yeah. centre back. So I think that's pretty, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Same. So I would like you start first. And All right. Yeah. If you're gonna name someone who should not be named, please leave them last. Okay. For yeah. best dramatic effect. So my centre backs, I've got five. First off, John Stones. He wasn't in the Man City Liverpool game, but that seems Pep explained that he'd be back in a week or so. So I will 100% agree. John Stones is very good. No real injury worry there. I've put Eric Dyer in. He is back in good form. You know what? Uh, I would say it's the same thing that I've been saying with um, a lot of other defenders. Uh, the moment like Kante 
who came to Tottenham, I'm like, that's good for everyone there defensively. Mm. He is very good at re- 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 reviving defenders. He's yeah. very good at that. I think, yeah, he's good. But also a very important thing is that he's experienced and currently yeah. playing in a free at the back. And if we do a free at back, which seems to be the more likely thing right now. Yeah, it is. Then he's experienced. He's ready to just go straight in and slot in easily. He played at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he wasn't in the Euro squad because he was not in the great run of form and just general stuff. But he did play for us pretty well at the World Cup. Um, scored that winning penalty against Colombia, of course. Exactly. All of that really matters. But just like he's got the experience with England. I think that's important. It's someone uh, Southgate can look to as exactly. a manager in trust. And I, think I really, really like Dyer. I think he's underrated. Again, uh, not underrated, more underappreciated. Mm-hmm. So I think he is a lock for me as well. Which is his next? Uh, my third centre back, Kai Tamori. Same. Uh, he's just he's just really good. If he was in the Prem, he would be in. The, without um, a doubt. I think. Well, yes, he would be a lock, but at the same time, putting him like expect. I hate that. There's a really annoying notion that like, oh, he's not in the Prem. We cannot pick him to be the first of our three backs. I'm like. Mother effer, he's the Serie A champion. Yeah. He's not the runner-up. He's a champion. Mm. Okay? He played in the same squad as literally Zlatan Ibrahimovic and big players and all that stuff. He's not a champ. He's playing for AC Milan. Yeah. So I don't want... Uh, uh, literally, the, the funniest thing is, I don't know if you've seen the Chelsea penalty where he barely touched a guy and they, <laughs> they gave the penalty. Oh, just, yeah, I think I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, Gareth Southgate is going to be looking at that and saying, I cannot bring Tomori, yeah. he fouls everyone. I wouldn't be surprised if Tomori doesn't go and there's someone Same. I'll talk about later who I think would probably replace him or is my basically first backup in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, my fourth defender, Ben White. Same. Uh, I think it was a madness that he wasn't in the last squad. I ranted about it on the previous episodes. Why? Uh, Why? He, the fact he is he played with a three at the back under Bright when he was at Brighton. He's now playing in a four at the back. He played at centre back last year, covering the kind of right side of defence. He's not entirely right back, but just covering the right side of defence. Yeah. So if we go to a four at the back and we're low on right back options, he can cover there. Um, you know, he's just really versatile. I think a perfect fit for a squad. Yeah. Like if you really don't want to start him, fair, but like he's just got that versatility that is crucial in a squad. So, um, I've run out of defenders. That means your fifth defender is probably going to give me a... Harry Maguire. Aneurysm! <laughs> Why? Okay, I'll start by saying I wouldn't start him. Unlike Luke Shaw, who has tried to gain his position back against all the hate, Maguire has done the opposite. I would not start Harry Maguire, but I would still bring him. At least Luke Shaw gets some games in United. Ever since Martinez came off, like literally now we barely see Maguire. Thank God. And he was so good against Germany, wasn't he? Look, I, I, it's difficult. I'm not saying he's a bad player. Yeah. There is a footballer there. Like Pep wanted to bring him in City. There is a footballer there. I think he moved to a big club way too quickly and he has an imposter syndrome and it has like basically, how can I say, you get, you get too much too quickly and it, it hurts you. Which I feel sympathetic for him, but at the same time, I cannot in goodness gracious bring him in I can't I think I just think there is a potential to have not a full career revival but just a little World Cup revival where the fact he still makes a squad is a true place in the trust in him and again not as a star but just as someone with experience at these tournaments you know key player in the last two I think he'd be a good player to have around even if you don't start him which I personally wouldn't but I'd still bring him because I think if he can do well, he is better. I would definitely start. I'd start him ahead of 
most of the people on their bar may be stones. Yeah. But yeah, it's a risk. I completely understand not bringing him. The centre back I would take, if not, would be uh, Connor Cody. Yeah, who has been playing really well for Everton this season. And again, he's someone who played in a back five under Wolves this season. He's playing in the back four. So you've got that uh, versatility for both options, whichever formation you want to play. Uh, And he's a good just presence around, you know, former Wolves captain. So you've got a good leader in the locker room there. Like, I think. Cody's amazing and underrated. So. I'm sorry, I cannot excuse Maguire. I'm uh, sorry. I, I think now would be a good time because it works for one of my puns to transition yes. to a song. Um, I think it's important for Maguire to block out all of the Ben White noise. Oh by a disclosure God. featuring Aluna George. Oh Let's hit it now. God. Demon FM. And this is the DFS, the Demon Football Show, and you can have extra savings and guaranteed Christmas delivery over your new couches. What? Very nice. Yeah, good. Yeah. Your Look, jingle. You said you had a jingle for me. I haven't heard it yet. I have a jingle for you? You told me you had an intro for the show. Do we? You told me before we started. Betrayal. Betrayal. Okay. Um, Actually, before we just go into the midfield, by the way, to discuss our England team. Yeah. Um, I just want to give some quick honourable mentions for the other backups. Can I mention Connor Cozy? Yes. Um... Let us uh, the fullbacks. Just want to quickly give a shout out to see, uh, Ryan Sessignon at left back. I was about to say that because uh, he's been playing in the free back all season. I mean, in terms of who's been playing the most at wing back, if we play a three at the back, Sessignon is that person. Man, you play a back four, and Chilwell has not been. He wasn't starting much under uh, Tuchel. Yeah, he's only now really got got back to the team once Potter's become manager. Thankfully, so. You know, I can understand the shout for Ryan Sessignon. And a right back, Kyle Walker-Peters, I'm a big fan I mean, of his. Yeah. Uh, versatile right back or left back last last season playing left back when Livermento was smashing it right back this season. He's now back at his preferred right back. Great versatile player for the squad. Could bring him, but I completely get not. Also, one of, two other people I want to mention. Um, Dan Byrne and Adam Webster as kind of left-sided centre-backs in a free-back. Okay. They seem random, but... You know, when we went to the Euros last year, Tyron Mings was in the squad, and he seemed random. But I understand why you would bring a left-footed centre-back, you know, to give yourself that option. And Dan Byrne, looking at our options, is probably the best person because Mings is just still out of form. Oh, uh, Mings recover- is yeah. not... Um, and then Adam Webster, although he's not left-footed, does play on the left side of the Brighton back three. Mm-hmm. Give some options. I think there are people worth shout. One more player also give a shout-out to, although I didn't consider him. Lots of people are now saying Joe Gomez for the England squad. Oh. After his performance against C, which I think is a, rushing it a bit. Yeah, it I, is a bit. I would still back. I but uh, yeah, I, I would like to was... give another shout out to the goalkeepers because we, you said that I might have him. I really yeah. like him. I really like Dean Henderson. Shout out. He's good. It's just, I mean, yeah. Okay. The others are just, you've got the established England number one. You've got the Exciting goalie of the you. top of the league yeah. team who's playing well. And you've got the goalie of... Another like top six team basically were playing really well. So if you remember, I correctly predicted that Newcastle will get into Europe. Yeah. And you predicted that Chelsea would win the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go on to the midfield now. This is where I think our squads will differ a bit because okay, obviously I'm going to say generally for central midfielders, that's including holding midfielders and attacking midfielders. Mm-hmm. I've brought seven. I brought five. Yeah, I went a bit overkill. You, I think. I'm not sure. You must have probably have an extra winger or striker, I'm guessing, because yes. we kind of compensated. I had one more centre-back, but you had one more right-back. Yes. I have three strikers, yeah, and I, I have of, like three wingers on each wing. I went a bit overboard with um, the midfielders, but I feel like all of them bring something different. So there's a reason for it. So 
Starting pairing, I'm just going to assume we both have Rice and Bellingham. We do have both Rice and Bellingham. I mean, yeah. uh, Declan Rice, he's steady, especially when it comes to the team. I feel like he's one of the first players on the yes. t- on the sheet now. You know, it's... you need a defensive midfielder who, ha- who can yeah. hold the ball. And one of the formations that I was considering was, well, hey, what, wouldn't it be nice if we played like the 4-3-3 with a defensive midfielder a la, a la Real Madrid? And I'm like, if you ever did that, probably you'd have Declan Rice holding the field. At the same time, though, he really excelled last season bombing forwards yeah, he's very so good he's very good I think him in the midfield too doesn't have to just sit back he can do something you know they can kind of exchange roles him and whoever he's starting with and when it comes to my favourite golden boy Bellingham if he is not in the squad I'm not telling you to start him if he's not in the squad it would be criminal mm-hmm. okay this guy could be the future of England midfield this guy has a lot of Gerard vibes and more than just Gerard yeah. vibes he's very good very versatile, had a great season, can score, can pass, can cross, can do everything on the pitch. Mm. So, yeah, of course, Bellingham and Rice, definitely. Okay, I'm going to list a third player who is a attacking midfielder okay. and, you know, play, spent a lot of time playing on the wings, actually, so getting up for option there. Mason Mount? Yes, I was expecting you to tell him, uh, to call him, and I've said this on Instagram before, ever since Potter arrived in Chelsea... And ever since the last few results, the only thing I have to say is if if Mason Mount isn't one of the first people in the team seat, that's a crime. Yeah. He is carrying Chelsea. He's been amazing. Yeah. He's very good, very talented. He can play in the weeks. He can play CAM. Okay, maybe I'll try to drop him a bit back sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's very good, though. He's very good. And I think one important thing you have to remember is that under Lampard under Tuchel under Potter and under Southgate he has been someone the manager really trusts someone he plays regularly and it's not just coincidence I know people sometimes question his ability I don't really see that We'll see why, but I think he's really excellent. Yeah, people are jealous. I, I, think, I don't think... Yeah. Why, would, why would you criticise Mason Mount? Yeah. Literally, he's been carrying both England and Chelsea for a long time. Come on. So, so I think those three are the absolute locks oh, in yeah, midfield. I think from then on, you could take and not take. So these players are kind of like... Yeah, given day. Up in the air. So there's the Cowan Phillips issue in that he probably would have gone. Yes. But he is currently got a dislocated shoulder. I... Had a dislocated shoulder last year. Six to nine months recovery. It's not going to be that long for him because he's got full physio. But, yeah, obviously. You know, six to nine months for contact sports, Mr. Calvin. So I um, wouldn't, even if he recovers just in time, I still wouldn't bring him because he hasn't. It's not like he's been coming off regular games like Walker has yeah. and he's got injured. He wasn't playing for City when they started. Anyway, so I think... I would leave him and then... I. It's not that I would drop him from a kind of just ideal England squad. No, 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 no. Because in current circumstances, he's just not playing and he's now injured. I just would put other people ahead of him. I felt sad because uh, I was really happy for him taking a move to City, a big club. Mm-hmm. I was like, good, time for him to show what he's made of. And I really like to see English players taking their having time on the pitch doing good, being... There's nothing bad coming from you playing under Pep Guardiola even if you're second. And you're yeah. not first on the field. But that shoulder thing really killed us. But also, it's more just... He came into a team as a holding midfielder. And mm. City already have a holding midfielder. Rodri, who is absolutely shining for them now. Like, I mean, it, would, yeah. it was a near impossible task to kind of take his place. No, and he's so I'm interested to see what place, Guardiola but... will do with him in the future. Because mid- City's midfield is so stuck. Anyway, that's another conversation okay. for another day. Let's go with who we added. So in his place, as the other kind of holding midfield option... I've put Jordan Henderson down. Me too. Good, good stuff. Because when we're talking about underappreciated people, Henderson is the first mm. person that comes to my my head because he has gotten so much hate 
Although, he does have something that Gerard never had, a Premier League trophy. <laughs> it's so annoying that he gets so much scrap while literally leading Liverpool think, to Premier League I glory. I think it was probably made worse, but when he got... In at least he nearly won. Was it player? You know, player of yeah. year the, the year that Liverpool won. Because I think it felt like for lots of people, there was essentially just we are giving the pre- the player of the year trophy to Liverpool. So let's just give it to someone who represents it, rather yeah. than on his individual brilliance. I think that just turned irked a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, so. but he's very good. He, I agree. So. He plays well. He can help. But he has both proved that he's good for England and for Liverpool. Yeah. Like I, I think it's kind of stupid to drop him because like people don't like him. I think, and I think he, a good element he brings is experience of playing with Trent. Oh, of course, because he's such a kind of Trent's so like kind of with being so forward. Henderson will be more experienced of knowing how to cover him, mm-hmm. and I think and how and when importantly as well. And I think bringing that to the team, even if it's not a starting, and just imparting the wisdom onto oh. the players who are starting, could be really handy. Uh, his next, experience for the locker room, yeah. everything. So what's next? Next midfielder, I'm I'm choosing the midfielders I've. I'm going. I'm doing them in order of who I think it's most likely you've picked. Yeah. So we are now at the kind of point. So your fifth and final midfielder. I'm going to say I've put James Madison in my squad. Yes. Okay. So I got all five in a row. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Let me explain. This is where I voted with my heart. I just want to see James Madison once in England. Yeah. Like, like he he doesn't get the note he deserves, and I'm like, even if he doesn't start, even if he comes out from the bench in like one of the games, doesn't matter. He's very good. I know I have put him in as an impact sub because he's so good. Realistically, I don't. If we play this three four three, which feels most likely, yeah, I don't think he'd fit in that. You know, I think such okay, a maybe kind of, he would have. I an think issue. such a creative, talented player when you're just in a midfield two, you're kind of sacrificing the midfield. I feel a bit there. Hmm. Um. So, like, I've got him as I think he's in the squad because you have 26 players, you can put him on the bench and he can make a difference off the bench. Yeah. You know, so that's why, because I think you can afford to do that. Not everyone has to be the kind of just, we would play this person, then we'd play this person, and then we're in a, like a starting order of players. You just bring players who have that bigger impact off the bench. Because I did consider Harvey Elliott initially as someone who's more experienced with playing in a midfield kind of. A midfield free rather than being the one who bombs forward I mean he's been doing a different role recently for Liverpool yeah. he was doing that a bit earlier in the season but eventually I decided Madison's just on better forward just everything really yes. and more exciting stuff for the bench but I have two more central midfielders than Ooh. you uh, so. I would say congratulations first of all for guessing everyone and second of all shout out to his TikTok I really like his TikTok account <laughs> where he plays with his kid he's amazing I love you James oh. Madison right so there's I've also got... a chance I might meet you one day yeah so my two extra midfielders I've brought, okay. um, because I've tried to kind of give enough depth for just norm, more regular central midfielders, because I feel like Mount and Madison are more attacking and in the midfield too, that is it's true. difficult to fit them in. Um, so I've gone for James Ward-Prowse. Okay. England experience, just a real uh, exceptional distributor of the I ball. I can see it's that all happening. Around, all around games approved a lot recently. He's been in the last three England squads, so I think Southgate trusts him to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And his set piece is—he's the best set piece taker in the squad, in my opinion. He's one of the best in the world. Like free kicks are uh, just stunning. I can see Ward Prowse. Like, uh, I can take it. I don't think it's a bad idea. The final one, which I would like to see, but I don't think—I don't think will happen because it is quite a lot of central midfielders. If I'm only going to play two, um, give it to I've me. put Conor Gallagher in my squad. I was thinking it would be Gallagher. So it's kind of impossible. Like, 
I understand why you want to. He's an exciting player. I like him a lot as well. And he's getting more chances now with Potter, which is nice. But I don't know. We are very stacked in that position. I think my opinion is is that I've brought Rice and Bellingham as your kind of as your starting pairing, okay. and each other player I've kind of brought for a different, a kind of you like they've all got their unique selling point. They're not necessarily the backup. Yeah, it's like more Henderson is a more defensive player than anyone else. He's got the experience of Trent Ward. Prowse is your free kick taker, your set piece mm-hmm. specialist. You no, know, he brings a different element. Mount is a more attacking player. Maybe playing on the you maybe have him as a winger or just. A kind of slow minutes number 10, he brings something different. Madison is your impact sub, that's something different. So Connor Gallagher is the main backup mm-hmm. for if Rice or Bellingham get injured. Okay. Um, I think he's got that box-to-box element that Bellingham and Rice could bring. I would, I would be really excited to see him play with them, although I don't think he should because I think it should be Rice and Bellingham. Yeah, I think um, it's In terms of the two best midfielders. A midfield three of Rice, Bellingham and Gallagher would be a really entertaining thing, I think. I mean... I'm not gonna lie. Like the the future is bright. Nothing changes. Yeah. We can have in the next World Cup Gallagher, hopefully, hopefully, and Bellingham in there, yeah. and maybe. James I, I just thought kind of if if one of Rice and Bellingham gets injured, which you have to factor in that you know you have to be getting, taking care of your injuries. You think yeah. I think what is the lowest kind of impact uh, player to bring in to replace them in terms of how England will play? And I think that would be Colin Gallagher. I'll give an honourable mention to Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chelsea fans have been big on him now this season with him regularly starting. That was under Tuchel and now he's continued that under Potter. Mm-hmm. He's been in the midfield free, so it'll be a bit different playing here. But like, you know, he can cover it right wing back because he did the sub time. So yeah, he's an interesting player to consider, but I'd put those... I think I'm already bringing so many midfielders. Yeah, I highly doubt you need Gallagher ahead of him, seven so. t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, let's just go to the wingers then, I guess. Okay, I have six wingers. Three, I four. have five, so that explains why the yes. gap. There's three for RM and three for LM because, I mean, some of them, I can't. I just cannot deny them, okay? Mm-hmm. So which one should I start? Uh, start with the right. Okay, so of course, first name on the uh, on the dog seat, uh, Sterling. Yep. Raheem Sterling, another person who has been hated to death and before. I don't know why people hate him so much. I think post-Euros now, he's kind of... I mean, besides the tabloids, but post-Euros, yeah. just in the general public opinion, I think he's, he's in the clear now. Like Somewhat, because like he's good for England every yeah. time. You can hate him all you want. He is there for England. He's excellent. He's excellent. England. He knows how to attack, and I really like how he cuts through defences and brings you chances. Mm. If he's not going to bring you a goal or a cross or something, he will gain a foul in the enemy territory. He's very, very good. So, of course, Raheem Sterling, I'm guessing you have him as well. Yep, of course. Next one is Santo, because, I mean, look, he's been uh, revived now with United. I don't have him in my team. You don't have Santo? Why? No. Um, my I... thinking was I do have, I technically have three players on each wing, but one of those is considering that Mason Mount could sub in at right wing. Okay, yeah, I get what you're um, saying. So, I only actually brought two right wingers. I don't want to be mean to Santo. I don't. Yeah. So, and kind of when I was just looking around... Other peri- other areas of the pitch, I felt yeah. a kind of it was it was basically probably between like Gallagher. Uh, do I bring in Sancho at the expense of probably Madison or Gallagher? And I kind of felt that Madison offered more as kind of a unique player oh, yes. in the, within the squad, and Gallagher was more important as backup because I feel like the second right winger who you, you have Saka in your squad, yeah. right? I yeah, do so, have Saka. You know, I do have Saka. Because... I think Saka. Well, it can easily come in for Sterling, whereas looking in the midfield, I didn't feel like there was such an easy 
replacement, so that's why I brought yes, Colin Gallagher. But I'll explain to you more about Sancho when I speak about my LMs. And speaking of my LMs, I mean, should we say it on three? The number one LM for this country, one, two, three, Phil Foden. Yeah, Phil Foden. Is there a, is there even like a competition here? Okay, I think you could make an argument for starting Sterling and Saka on each wing, because I think they're no. versatile enough to play on both. No, come um, on, it's Foden. You know, he didn't. He wasn't amazing in the Germany game, or the it was so like no, but he's Saka on... made such an impact off the bench. I think you could make a good argument, but I don't really mind. I think that's that's a very difficult dilemma. Yeah, that it's a very difficult game. dilemma. I would start Sterling Foden, and because my next LM is one of my favorite players of all time, and that's. Marcus Rashford. That's why I brought Sancho. I really like the pairing of Sancho Rashford, and I see that Ten Hag has brought it back, and I'm very happy for them. <laughs> so I would use that as a secondary. But I'm not denying that Saka can make a great impact off the bench. It's very important. People yeah. don't understand the importance of great substitutions just when you need the energy. One question that I do have, and I know this is like a small. <laughs> I'm I'm cutting away from the conversation, but do we still have three, or did they up the substitutions because it's in Qatar? Oh, I don't actually know. Let's Google Qatar because Cup. they should have. I'm yeah. just saying they should have substitution because, like in the Qatari heat, come on. Substitutions rules. Uh, five changes per game. Oh, they they raised it. Thank yeah. God. It's impossible. It's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And, of course, my last one is Jack Rillis. Yep. Not the biggest fan of him. Uh, I mean, I like him as a player. I don't think he was worth 100 million or he kind of belongs in Manchester City. But anyway, there's always that one player that kind of doesn't belong in a super team. Guardiola is a specialist at this. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's always going to yeah. be someone where you're like, why are you here? Uh, usually it's Yaya Toure, but anyway, mm. not that I'm not disrespecting Yaya. Usually Guardiola looks at Yaya and he's like, "Why are you here?" Anyway, so I think <laughs> I mean I could kind of agree most. Of that. I mean I didn't have Sancho, but I had the rest of your players. Yeah. I think it just my reasoning was looking around. I think you've got Sterling as your main right winger, Saka as backup. Yeah. You've got Foden as your main left yes. winger. If he gets injured, and then you've got Rashford, who is really good squad player because he can play at striker or on the wing. So if there's injuries, he can cover either. And then Grealish is a great impact sub. Oh, yes. I think we so. have very strong wings. Like yeah. uh, England has very good wingers right now. So final thing is, how many strikers did you bring? Three. I only brought two I mean, because Rashford would be my third backup. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot that I can switch him up in that position. That's actually true. So, I mean, let's be honest. The number one name that... They Harry Kane, move on. We don't need to. We don't. Harry Kane, move on. He's Who number, did you bring out of? He's he's the number one name in like yeah. England he, squad. Yeah, ever. for me, like when making an England squad, I would go Kane, Sterling, Rice. Okay, then you know, and then yeah. like they're the kind of absolutely immediately, not necessarily because they're the three best players in the squad. Regarding no, Declan Rice, you can make an argument. We are doomed without Kane. With someone ahead of Declan Rice, but it's just more the idea of in their position, undisputed, world class. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I, who's I, I've, saw, I, I've I've said uh, praises about Harry Kane, world class. We cannot yeah. replace him. Next one, Tammy Abraham. Yes, he's very good. Too. He's he my is very good. He is very good. But that means so. Who have you got that I did not bring? So I told you I went with my heart with some of the picks. One of them was was James Madison, and the other one is I just want to see Ivan Tony play once, yeah. once, once for us. Come on! I think give I, him a shout. I a few I do, minutes. I really do rate Ivan Tony, but it was. 
<laughs> it was the case where I was always going to bring two strikers because Kane is just so clear. Oh, and yes. Like, There's no way Kane's I, moving The only anywhere. way Kane will not start for me, or really, him. to be honest, play the 90 minutes, is if he gets injured. So that's why Abraham's my backup. Rashford is a third choice if needed. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see enough of a reason before for Ivan Tony to be in my squad, which is really harsh on him because does he deserve to be in the squad? Oh, yes. yes. Would I think is he needed in the squad? Not no, as much. Not really. And I think so. I think it's a harsh thing for him, but I didn't bring him because I picked more versatile kind of needed backup players over him. Whoa! Well, that was um, that was a thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's not the easiest one drafting the England squad. We have a lot of talented people in a lot of talented positions. Yeah. A lot of drama, and let's be honest. No matter what uh, Gareth Southgate chooses, he will definitely be. Under pressure. Okay, okay. Not you good? Only... You good? You ready to start okay. talking? Yes. Okay. All right, lovely. <laughs> You're supposed to be going first because we're doing the domestic first. Oh, Europe yeah. comes last. You know that in this show, the DFS, get your beds and sofas right now. 200% discount. <laughs> I say 1,200%. That's a fantastic deal. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the <laughs> Liverpool Man City game that was on, on Sunday. It was... That was a whirlwind experience. For a 1-0, it was an incredibly it was exciting game. One of the most tense games I've ever seen. Yeah, I saw the first half from Bowling Green Pub because uh, I was making the documents for... or not documents, the PowerPoint for yeah. the meeting with Demon. Um, so I was only kind of half watching it, but I kind of got enough for it and then watched the rest on replay. Yeah. On this, and I came back for the second half, watched it in a call with friends, and it was a great... I don't. That might be like the biggest reaction I've had to a goal... <laughs> At least a Liverpool goal in years when that Salah because I just did not expect it. I was I thought a nil nil draw would be a fantastic result. So yeah. Salah's going go like go on go on yeah like I lose it like because I really did not see it. I think the last time I reacted that much would have been to probably England at the Euros. Oh yes, I mean uh, respect to Alisson, he has more assists than actual like midfielders. Yeah, like, he's got a goalkeeper. Three, he's got three assists just to Alisson. It's madness. Yeah, like this man is gonna be number one for Brazil. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a it was an interesting game though, because like one of the big things is that going forward, although they won, Liverpool weren't actually that great, you know, especially with the final decisions. Like Harvey Elliott, although he has an excellent game, I will talk about him in a bit. You know, his final his final pass kind of he often missed the key man. Um, Jota missed some big chances. Yeah, Nunes, although people have made a right mockery out of Nunes coming on, and I understand why because in terms of you know, making the final pass or having a shot, abysmal, oh. genuinely abysmal. But in terms of just coming off the bench and causing problems, he did do that. He came off the bench and would just got the ball, charged at the sea defence, gave Liverpool's defence some breathing room when it was getting intense at the end. So I appreciate what he did. Although quality-wise, uh, you know, we did pay 80 million for you, mate. Come on, but... I mean, yeah. What he but... did was a necessary thing, I think it did. But out of all the kind of four players, Salah was the one... With yeah. the best, you know, final decisions and just the best four player, and he was the one who got the goal. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, uh, this is a big deal because by the end of the year, let's return to this by the end of the season and see how many teams have beaten Manchester City. Yeah, we will see. I don't think this is a kind of you know Liverpool's title charge now begins. No, it doesn't. No, 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 no. This is still an off year for us, but that's no. it's a really encouraging uh, result, and yes. I think. One important thing was there's lots of talk about, you know, how do you stop Haaland and how do you just stop City? No one's figured it out yet. And I think They did. Yeah, I think well important thing is Liverpool didn't do the kind of classic club, you know, the heavy metal Gagan press. No. All in. It was very 
kind of smart. This is a point I saw uh, James Lawrence Alcott, the YouTuber, uh, football YouTuber. Shout out for on the show. Shout out again. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, watch his videos. He kind of talked about this in more detail, but just how they're very smart with their pressing. So instead of a kind of team press, everyone press, you press at specific positions. So they focus on De Bruyne with pressing yeah. down. As De Bruyne kind of moved into more of a right winger role, they kind of really put pressure on him to kind of take his crosses and free balls to Haaland out of the game. And then he did the same on the kind of double up you had going down the left wi- left side with uh, Silva and Gundogan, um, who kind of were both bomb forward. And you had Harvey Elliott would come back and he sat quite deep on that side to kind of help press and stop stuff happening there. And James Milner, I mean, at 36, He's very to be good. putting in a performance like that, incredible. He- if he uses the same because he has been playing for 20 some of the years and he's very like strict with his regimen and yeah. playing and all that stuff he's very consistent if he does that if he chooses to switch to manager and he's that consistent and that good yeah. maybe he can one day literally coach England yeah. and also I want to shout out to Liverpool because they did the best thing they could with uh, Haaland which is kick him in the balls yeah. <laughs> I mean just how it was it was an accident by the way how Van Dijk and Gomez Contagion. I thought they were excellent. They really, they both need to prove themselves. I think this game, Gomez is, you know, especially, but Van Dyke. Yes, he's not he... been the Van Dyke he has been. But in that game, you saw it again. Oh yeah. You know, especially I mean, it's ampl- the kind of microcosm or just the scene in the moment where you look at it and you go, that's a kind of that summarizes the whole thing. Was that cross that came in near the end? Yeah. Straight to the path of Haaland. Van Dyke, full confidence, heads it over the bar. Yeah. No worry about it being, you know, the risk of an own goal. He just knows he is going to get there with rapid pace, sort it out. It was absolutely fantastic. He played brilliantly the whole game. Yep. Yeah, it was I, amazing. I was, I was just really proud to see it. Just, um, I, I will say know. this, and I don't want to spoil our predictions for the World Cup. He will prove in a few months how good he is. Don't yeah. worry. Netherlands is one of the big teams this year. Hopefully they'll win one day. And uh, congratulations is in order to my favorite <laughs> player, Karim Benzema. Ballon the big bands for winning the Ballon d'Or and the El Clasico like a few hours before the Ballon d'Or, yeah. which was amazing. Uh, I'm not going to discuss Barcelona and their state. I literally want to have a full rant maybe next week <laughs> on them. But I will congratulate Real Madrid. I'm very happy we're developing the young kids. It's very important that Valverde gets time. He was so good. Because he was playing both on the wing and and at the center of midfield where he scored a goal. And that's like incredible. Vinicius is unstoppable. Like the man was playing against four other men and he didn't flinch. And Rodrigo is very good. He's very, like, it's important that we Rodri develop Go-Go's. him as well. Huh? Rodrigo-Go's. Go-Go's. Rodri I think Go-Go's. it's Goes. It's not Goes. No, but it's way more funny for Rodrigo-Go's to be his name. His name is Rodrigo's, not no, Go-Go's. I don't matter. You are now Rodrigo-Go's. He might be the future Wake Robinho and you call him Rodrigo. Rodrigo, don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. It's Can I perfect. change my co-host? Can we put that on? Let's put, is that on as the closing song <laughs> for a few minutes? I it's on the system. I hate you so much. I, I hate you. You love to see it. I hate your pants so anyway, much. Anyway, you got anything else to say about El Clasico? Uh, not that much. The only thing I'm going to say is thank you for joining us for another week at the DFS. And unfortunately, we have more bad songs with bad pants. But... Better programming is coming up next. So, <laughs> we'll see you next week where we are going to review the squad announcement of England and I'll probably have a conniption again. A what? A, we'll use another word later. Okay. <laughs> England is not my first language. Fair enough. England, <laughs> England is your city, though. Uh, no. <laughs> Leicester is my city. Leicester is your city. So, okay, let's go. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake me up before you, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, go. Just play the game. (laughs)